The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 23rd, 2023. The woman in your life will do what she must do To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life, she can rest so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you Hello everybody and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. What a beautiful day it is here in Sonoma County. The sun was shining. It just was just glorious, you know, and and just feeling I can feel like in the tree in my front yard just feels like it's just had a good drink of water with all that rain. Well, this morning I have two very special guests. First joining me on the phone today is Shawnee Rosen, a local musician who is part of the organizing committee for the first annual, this is the first annual Honey Rose Music Festival that's happening this Saturday, January 28th from 3 to 11 p.m. at the Sebastopol Community Cultural Center. Uh, the festival is to honor the life and achievement of Rosemary Honey Rose Connor, who was a beloved singer, friend, a preschool teacher, and inspiration for many. And I just thought, you know, we just had the Women's March, and we need to honor women who are very involved. I mean, she just passed away recently, and I'm looking forward to hearing about her and hearing from Shawnee Rosen exactly what she was all about and some of the contributions she made to our community. Also, I'm really excited. You know, Happy New Year. Yesterday was the beginning of the Chinese New Year, and today we're going to have a special guest. Also joining me on the phone is one of my favorite people, Nancy Wang who is one of the founders and president of the Redwood Empire Chinese Association. We'll be talking about their organization as well as some ideas uh, about the celebration of the Chinese New Year's and its meaning. It's it, And by the way, this is the year of the rabbit, and the rabbit brings a lot of changes, a lot of inspiration. I mean, it's really sad. My heart goes out to what happened uh, Oh, well, anyway, uh, Chinese New Year, let's talk a little bit about that. It's uh, year 2023, the year of the rabbit, based on the Chinese zodiac. 2023 is the year of the rabbit, and more specifically, the water rabbit. It started yesterday, January 22nd, and it goes on till February 9th, 2024. The rabbit is the fourth of 12-year cycle of animals that appear in the Chinese zodiac, a symbol of longevity, peace and prosperity in the Chinese culture. Oh, my God. This year is predicted to be the year of hope. I mean, having a little bit of a rough start, but you know, <laughs> you know how that is. Well, you know, last week uh, I was dedicating a little bit of time to Martin Luther King celebration, uh, a day on, not a day off. And Unfortunately, uh, we had a little bit of a glitch, and I wasn't able to uh, announce what I wanted to announce or talk about what I wanted to talk. So I thought I would just give a little overview uh, pretty quickly. Uh, the Martin Luther King annual birthday celebration took uh, place on uh, Sunday, January 15th. It was a great, great Zoom. And the theme of the 2023, which I think is very, very interesting, power 
at its best is love implementing the demands of justice. Wow. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice. Taken from a quote by Dr. King, and he talked a little bit more. Power without love is reckless and abusive, and love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice, and justice is the best is power correcting everything that stands against love. I love that. Everything that stands against love. So, you know, every year at the celebration, the birthday celebration, uh, students from all high schools around the county here in Sonoma County compete in a speech challenge. And this year we had three uh, three students that presented. And the winner of the speech uh, contest was a young woman from Elsie uh, Island High School, Esmeralda Meza. What a wonderful speech she had. And it, it, it just really, the speech just gave me uh, a lot of hope. So shout out to Esmeralda Meraza. Uh, junior at Elsie uh, Island High School who won first place. And then we had two other uh, kind of runners-up that they, they read also, and that was Lila Parrish, wonderful speaker, a senior at Rancho Catati High School, and Gabriel Lopez, a senior at Rancho Catati High School. You know, listening to their speech, especially with Esmeralda Mereza, who came in first place, gave me hope gave me hope. You know, the youth is our future and we must never, never lose sight of that. So I was, I'm happy to make those announcements. And you know, yesterday was also a very interesting day because they had the Women's March and what's happening is that we are celebrating uh the 50th uh, anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And I'll give you a little background. In 1973, United States Supreme Court case, Roe versus Wade, uh, 410 U.S. 113, 1973, was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the United States, protects a pregnant woman liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government with restriction. The decision struck, was struck down, oh my goodness, uh, by many U.S. federal and state abortion laws. Uh, it was it, very, very interesting. It, it struck down many of the federal and state abortion laws, which were really very, very restrictive. And it feels like we're going backwards. And, you know, the decision was 7-2, to two, which is very, very interesting. And so they had marches across the United States, and I want to do, do a shout-out to the Women's March. Uh, thousands and thousands showed up in Washington, D.C. and across the nation, and it was quite, it was quite a process. You know, it's, it's really interesting, you know, the idea of choice. You know, abortion is one thing, but the, the bottom line about the whole thing around uh, Roe versus Wade is the idea that as women, we can choose whether we want to be mothers or not. That, that's a big, that's a big decision. You know, I myself am a great grandmother and oh my goodness, uh, went, we went to the uh, Sixth Street Playhouse and saw a frog and the, and the toad and it was so beautiful to see all these young children there. They were all so happy. They were also, you know, uh, drawing and doing all kinds of things. Ken got really involved with our great granddaughter, Satori. He was just amazed at how sophisticated she is and the way she was doing her drawings. And just watching all the grandmothers there and everything, it just, it just gave us, it just gave us a really a sense of, of, of happiness, of, of the future, you know, that we do have a future. But the most important thing 
that I got out of it is, is when I looked at all these children that were playing and they had their grandmothers there and their mothers and their fathers and everybody paying attention, I got the feeling that all these children were very wanted. You know, that decisions were made to have these children and to move forward with it. And it's a very, very important decision because, you know, when you become a parent, it's not just 18 years. It's a lifetime commitment. I mean, it is a lifetime commitment. And so it's very important that we have choice. And a shout-out to all the women who came out and really, really uh, let their voices be known. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a history person. And I the reason I believe in history, because history tells us so much. It really does. History tells us so much. And I like the section I do called Our History is Our Strength, is bringing forward all the different women who made a difference, an impact on all of our lives. You know, we have had freedom of choice for almost 50 years. I mean, they're clipping it away from us slowly, but, you know, surely. And ladies, we don't want that to happen. You know, next thing they're going to be telling us is what kind of vitamins we take. You know, or, you know, can we do this or we can or we do that? I mean, I look at these young women now that are free to do tattoos on their bodies. At one time, a woman couldn't do that. You know, all these different things are happening because of Roe versus Wade and because that we do have the right to choose, particularly around parenthood, I think is very, very important. But another important thing happened is happening on January 27th, uh, 2023, is that we are celebrating, and I don't know how to say this. No, I guess celebrating is a wrong word. It's a, a Remembrance Day, and that's the National Holocaust Remembrance Day. Now, why is that important to remember? You know why it's important to remember? Because from my perspective and from what my uh, mode of thinking is, is what the Holocaust really demonstrated to us is how low people can actually go and how brutal the human race can be as a species. So I want to read this real quickly. From 1941 to 1945, Nazi Germany and his collaborators committed the systematic murder of over 6 million Jewish people. And also there was another 5 million that included uh, gay people, uh, uh, mentally challenged people and also prisoners of war. So it was, it was called, it was actually 11 million people that were actually, it was a real strong genocide. And you know, it's very interesting because it happened in a time and in a country that was very well educated and very, very, had a very high standing as far as intellectual knowledge and experience go and then moving forward. And here comes this, ha- this happening. The Holocaust also is known as the Shoah was a Nazi Germany final solution for eliminating all the Jewish people within the Nazi grasp. You know, sometimes I get I get the feeling <laughs> that there are certain groups that are white that are so afraid of, of people of color that they'd like to get rid of them all. And, you know, we really have to be careful. You know, when we look at the Holocaust and we look at what happened during those four years that over 11 million people were systematically killed. It is not. It is not an easy thing. It really is. It is not an easy thing to, to grasp. And we have to really pay attention to that. So, remembering all those people and all those families and all the suffering, and say, sorry, it happened, and I hope it never happens again. Well, that's a lot to think about, you know. But that's what I hope. Uh, women's spaces is all about that we have a lot to think about and we're not afraid to think about it and express it.
wondering who that phone call is. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, another segment that we do every Monday morning is we do a program called Our History is Our Strength. And I have... I have three wonderful women that we are standing on the shoulders of. One of them is Mary Lou Retton. You know, she was born January 24th, 1968, and she is still with us. She was the first and only American woman to win a gold medal in the all-around gymnastics at the Olympics in 1984. And she was the first woman to win a gold medal in gymnastics. The first and the first woman, I love this, featured on a Wheaties uh, <laughs> cereal box. I actually have a picture here in front of me, and it's quite quite interesting. I'm going to post it on www.womenspaces so you can all see it. So that's Mary Lou Retton, you know, first woman, first woman athlete on a Wheaties cereal box. You know, this is my era, Wheaties. I remember the cereal box. It was called the Breakfast of Champions. Do you remember that one, Ken? Do you remember Wheaties? I do. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I mean, I didn't realize that it wasn't until she won in 1984 that they actually had a woman on the Wheaties package. Another woman I think that's worth uh, worth mentioning who was born on January 25th, 1896 and made her transition in 1907. 1987 was Helen Herferman, strong supporter of the United Nations education, a bilingual education, recognized that children who were interned in World War II needed health and family services. Well, happy birthday, Helen Hefferman. She she made quite a difference. And then my last person, which I, I seem to mention every year because, to me, she's just such a phenomenal. And that she was born January 26, 1892, and she made her transition in 1926. And that was Bessie Coleman, the first African-American woman in the world to fly an airplane and earn an international pilot's license. The first oh African-American woman. Can you imagine? I mean, she was born in 1892, made her transition in 1926. In between that time, she was able to navigate a, a way to get into, be able to be the first African-American woman to fly a plane. Amazing, amazing, amazing. That's all I have to say. Well, that's a lot to think about, a lot of different things that we've covered, you know, a lot of celebrations. Again, a shout out to all the women who who marched and are, are stood up for the right to have choice, the right to abortion. The right to have choice is really, to me, the most important thing. Forget about abortion. If you have choice, and you, you, that that's all you need. Freedom of choice. You know, it's no, it's nobody's business what you do with your body or the decisions you make. You know, some people say, oh, my God, when you have an abortion, it's murder. Well, you know, there's murders, there's wars or murders. Why aren't we standing up strong against that? You know, not having food for children, not having shelter is a form of murder. You know, here, look at what just happened, you know, in, uh, what, what, do you remember the state that those, uh, those 10 people were killed, Ken? I can't remember the state. Was it Tennessee? I can't remember what state it was, but. Yesterday? Yeah, you know, for, at the Chinese New Year. Pardon? In California. Oh, it was. Oh, my goodness. It was California, of all places. Oh. Monterey Park. Monterey Park, California. There was, I mean, I mean, that's murder. I mean, we need to stand up about guns, all these things. I mean, I understand. I understand that people feel 
the right to life. I understand they say, you know, that, that you know, the fetus is life and it, it should go on. But that's the choice. You know, it's just like some people believe in Jesus and some people believe in a flower. You know, we all have our belief systems. I mean, the number rule, one rule should be and no harm. And there's a big push, you know, the, the fetus has rights. Well, you know, those children that I saw at the, uh, at the play that I was at, they have rights. They have a right to good air. They have a right to clean water. They have a right to a good education. Let's take let's take care of those born. You know, if we're so concerned, let's take care of those born. Once a child is born, huh, they don't matter anymore. I mean, there's a lot to think about. Well, because of the the march and because of all the people that came out, you know, I'm going to do a special show, a special song this morning, and that's our one of our theme songs from the 70s, which I am women. Excuse me, I am woman, and it was sung by Helen Reddy. So let's go ahead, let's play that, and uh, the the song we're going to be playing as I am woman, sung by songwriter herself. Elhanel Reddy. She wrote it in the 70s, and we used to sing this. I used to sing this to myself. It was very interesting. I thought it would be appropriate to do this. And when we return, we will be talking with Shauna Rosen, and we'll be talking about uh, the local musician who is a part of the organizing committee for the first annual Honey Rose Music Festival. So let's go ahead and play that, Ken.
I remember the first time I heard that song, I was rocking my baby, my daughter Susan, and uh, all of a sudden it came on and I just said, wow, that's it. I am woman. I am woman. I am strong. I'm invincible. I'm able to move forward. And it's really a shame that there are so many forces now that are trying to bring us back to a time when we had no voice. You know, we didn't even, we couldn't even get a credit card until 1973 for heaven's sakes. Anyway, for you just joining us, I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, and women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt, and with Without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, Shawnee Rosen, a, a local musician who is part of the organizing committee for the first annual Honey Rose Music Festival that's happening this Saturday. Welcome, Shawnee. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Wonderful. Thank you for having me, Elaine. I'm so I'm so glad to join you. Oh, I know. It's wonderful. You know, I had, you know, I, I realized the reason that I picked Sean, uh, this particular song, and I thought because we had the Women's March also, and also that Honey Rose was one of these women that made a big difference that stood up. So before we start, yes, before we start, is it okay if I tell folks just a little bit about you? Uh, sure. Shawnee Rose is a musician and youth advocate, and she's based in Sebastopol, California. She is a singer in three bands while directing the youth programming at the Sebastopol Community Culture Center. Her mission is to provide expressive arts-focused programming for young people in our community. Shawnee has found success with youth talent showcases and other youth dance DJ events. Her master's degree is in social work combined with her undergraduate degree focused on the, is it called Ether Music Ecology? Ethnomusicology. Ethnomusic Ecology has helped to influence and inspire her creative motivations. Shawnee's current project upcoming is the Honey, uh, Honey Rose Music Festival, which combines these passions while honoring her dear friend and bandmate and soul sister, uh, Honey Rose Kone. Is that how you pronounce your name? Kone. Oh, Connor. Connor, okay. Connor. Well, you know, I'm really interested, just before we start, what is ethnomusic ecology? What is that? Oh, ethnomusicology. It's basically just a combination of uh, anthropology, you know, cultural studies of music and dance forms, and I actually did my thesis on music therapy and just, um, you know, talking about how integral music and dance is in creating culture and society, especially for certain um, cultures, and just how much it has an effect on people and how uh, therapeutic and beneficial it can be to our development and our, you know, social organization. Well, you know, it's interesting you would say that because I'm a dancer, and I know whenever I get frustrated and I just put on the music and I start moving, everything seems to seems to fade in, in so many ways. Well, Shawnee, you're, right. you're organizing the first annual uh, Honey Rose Musical Festival this Saturday. You know, the, fe- the festival is to honor the life and achievements of Rosemary Honey Rose Connor. Talk about who she was and what what impact she had on the community and also what impact she had on you. Well, yeah, she <laughs> hard to <clears throat> put that all into words, isn't it? It's just so much of a... Um, feelings and just the power that she really had 
over so many people that I guess, you know, we just didn't, you don't sort of realize those things until after the fact sometimes, unfortunately. And um, the impact that she had just really hit us all when she was suddenly gone. It was just like this huge vortex and this black hole. And I think everyone was just sort of wandering around in a daze, like, oh, my gosh, what what's going on? What do we do? She was, um, <laughs> I don't know, she was sort of a um, beacon for so many people in the music community and just in the community at large. She was um, a, uh, she was a community activist and she volunteered a lot of her time and energy at many nonprofit organizations, um, particularly centered around at-risk people and young people and, you know, homeless and just she really wanted to be a voice and an advocate for people that didn't necessarily have the capacity or the platform to to speak for themselves and to advocate for themselves. And so she was often uh, volunteering at shelters and food banks and just helping out anywhere that she could. And <clears throat> I've known her for for many years, maybe, maybe over 20. And um, I knew her first in her teens or early 20s. And um, <clears throat> and then she also, we, we started doing music together and singing together in several bands. And then she also was a regular volunteer for me with my youth programming here at the Community Cultural Center. And um, uh, let's see, she always was available. If she wasn't singing or performing herself, she was always providing support to her musician friends and to a lot local bands. And, um, oh, and then, of course, this is a, a benefit for the youth programs here at the community Well, center. before we get into that, I just want to ask you, so so she looks out like she stood up for people, that she was a, she was an ordinary woman, just like we, the, what uh, Women's Spaces is all about. She was an ordinary woman doing extraordinary things and trying to help people in the community. And I think it, it's... It, it's well worth it to validate those things. Oftentimes, all we hear about is the big celebrities or, you know, people that, you know, have names anyway. And we never hear about those simple people in our small towns and where we live that are doing so extraordinary things. Well, talk about That's the right. fundraiser. You know, what is what is it all about and what's the purpose? It sounds like there's a, a youth element involved. Talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so... Um We've been doing, uh, working on programming here for the young folks in the area. And I'm all about the, you know, creative and expressive arts and just integrating that into our programming. And I'm, um, I'm really interested in getting young people's, you know, input and feedback and just, um, finding programming that they are interested in and that they will respond to and, Hopefully that they even help to direct. I'm um, I'm all about trying to get young people involved in the programming themselves, and just creating their own, you know, events or activities. 
and um, <clears throat> so we've done, and, and Rose had helped me with several uh, youth talent showcases where uh, we just put out the word for any young people that wanted to perform and get up on the stage and sing or dance or play music. Maybe they had a band that they wanted to bring on the stage um, or just read a poem, you know, just do some um, spoken word. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can just continue these kinds of events and activities. So the, the fundraiser, so the fundraiser is to honor Honey Rose, but also is the fundraiser for the program at the art center there in Sebastopol. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So it has a um, it has a dual purpose. Are there any special performers that you would like to acknowledge, or and then also give us uh, the website and the information, the date and the time, and all that other good stuff, and how they can get a hold of it. Yes, definitely. So. Um, there's going to be eight or nine bands performing, and seven of those bands Rose had actually performed with over the years. Um, and so everyone, you know, like I said, when she suddenly disappeared and left us, we were all just sort of wandering around trying to figure out what to do with ourselves, and everyone just came forward and was like, what can we do? We want, what, how can we help? What, what, you know? So we just, um, I just sort of was a, uh, vessel for this energy and I was just trying to um, process it and this is what came forth. It was just a celebration that was really celebrating her and her life and what how much she meant to us all and <clears throat> also to the kids, you know, because that was her passion was working with kids and also providing music and um, creative arts with kids and so we thought what what better way to celebrate her and also to provide a benefit and a fundraiser for the youth programming to carry on her name and her tradition and her passion so so, several of the bands let's see there's going to be Midnight Sun who she was performing with right up until her last weekend um uh, Nazare was a reggae band that she and I had just formed, and she really wanted it to be a women women's led um, reggae band. And so then we have Common Knowledge, who uh, she also performed with several years ago, and it's the Visionaries and uh, Weekend at Bernie's, Remain in Light, who's James Coffey Jr.'s band. And oh, James Coffey, James Coffey, he always uh, he always performs a shout-out, always performs at the Juneteenth celebration. I'm very familiar with him, and also Midnight Sun. Well, we've come to the end. We've come to the end of our segment, and, you know, I just want to let our listeners know that it's the first annual Honey Rose Musical Festival that's happening Saturday, January 28th from 3 to 11 at the Sebastopol Community Culture Center. Are there any last words you have, uh, Shawnee, and uh, any website that folks can go to? Um, they can go to the, you know, www.seb.org, and that's the Sebastopol Community Cultural Center's website find more information it is a benefit and it's just going to be you know we're asking just a suggested donation of five dollars to 25 whatever anybody wants to uh, give and of course nobody will be turned away for lack of funds 
I just want to, in, in Rose's name, I mean, everyone is welcome and everyone is invited. And I really want to thank you for having me on your show and helping us promote this. And I w- really want to thank everyone who's um, helping out and just who's come forward to help out in this name and this cause for Honey Rose and also for the youth of our community. Well, thank you so much, Honey Rosen, for giving such a wonderful interview and letting us know about this. And I look forward to hopefully maybe we can make it out there and hopefully we can uh, be able to participate also. And to remind my listeners that all the information that we just talked about is on www.womenspaces.com. Thank you so much, Honey. Thank you, Elaine. Take care. You too, my friend. Okay. Thanks so much. Wow, I just love hearing about things that are happening in our community. And all these people are volunteers. They volunteer to do these things. You know, they're not being paid. They're volunteers. They are community organizers, community people that come together and say, we've got to do something. We've got to honor one one another as long as 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 celebrate. And, And for me, whenever I hear that it's for the youth, you know, I am all for it. So a special thank you to Shawnee Rosen for being such a great, great guest. Well, we're going to take a musical break again, and oh, I love this song. I play it once a year. It's called Ushering Out the Old New Year. It is uh, uh, it, instrumental played by Dragon Powers. It's beautiful music and an informative a formative piece. And when we return, we'll be talking with Nancy Wang, who is one of the founders and president of the Redwood Empire Chinese Association. We will be talking about their organization as well as some ideas around the celebration of the Chinese New Year and its meaning and the meaning of the Year of the Rabbit.
I love that song. It's so, you know, and I love the fact that we're talking about another culture because that's how we get to know each other. That's how we get to like each other. I mean, I'm going to introduce my guest in one moment, but I want to welcome everybody back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt. And before I introduce my guest, Nancy Wang, I want to make one statement. I met Nancy while I was on the Community Advisory Council, and I would never forget. I walked into the room, and I was a nervous wreck. You know, Marsha Vastupre, one of the city council members, had appointed me, and I <laughs> I knew nothing about what I was going to do or anything. I, don't, I think it was one of the first times I've even agreed to be on a committee like this. And the first person that said hello to me was the woman that I'm about to introduce, Nancy Wang, who was one of the founders and president of the Redwood Empire a Chinese Association. Welcome, Nancy. Welcome to Women's Spaces, our annual interview. Thank you, Elan. Happy Chinese New Year. So glad to hear from you. Also, the music you just played made me uh, so happy to hear the firecracker and the drum. You know, this is all the traditional Chinese New Year. We, you know, do the lion dancer, had a loud drum to scare the evil away, and the firecracker. You know, unfortunately, we can't have a firecracker, real, real firecracker in our city, but I love to hear that from your music. Well, before we begin, and I, I thank you for that, and, you know, I, I thank you for being such a good friend. You know, you introduced me and Ken to a whole co- new culture here in Sonoma County. So let me let me talk a little bit about you here, Nancy. Yes. Nancy Wang is a Chinese-American who was born in Taiwan. She attended junior college in Japan, Japan and settled in California with her husband in 1977. She has been part of the Redwood Empire Chinese Association since it began in a garage in 1988 with the goal of teaching her children, our children, Chinese children, their culture and language. Nancy has been involved with many organizations and committees and has served on the Santa Rosa City Council Advisory Council, the CAB. That's where we met for 15 years, plus many other associations and civic committees. She has been honored with various awards from city, state, federal government, both personally and on behalf of the Redwood Chinese Association and it's called R-E-C-A. She is the proud mother of three children and six grandchildren. She is excited about life. And welcome, welcome, Nancy. Welcome again to Women's Spaces. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, nothing. You did. You said it all. I feel uh, so honored. Well, I'm honored to have you, my love. Oh, no. Well, well, let, let, let's start out by talking about the Chinese American Association. And what motivated you to start the association? Okay, the association we start with is try to help some children want to learn some um, Chinese language because they were all born here and raised here. So we say, why just stay, have some language class? Then we found out we're going to do more for the community, uh, sharing our culture. It's not uh, just the language. You know, we want to sharing all the different celebration. Uh, like a Chinese New Year's and the Moon Festival and uh, all, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we're getting, you know, um, larger and larger served on the community. So I thought we should be coming to nonprofit, you know, with all the hard work we serve on the, um, the community. So the 1996, 
we officially got a federal and a stay um, to the 501c3, a nonprofit Chinese organization. So that's uh, made our goal to serve for the com- community more, you know, especially we're helping a lot of new immigrant people here. And also we go into different school and business, sharing the Chinese culture, doing a lot of demonstration, you know, uh, like uh, calligraphy writing and um, uh, martial art demonstration and uh, talking about the uh, the history and the culture for Chinese. We found out we don't have enough in our school to teach the children, so we feel this is our um, uh, responsibility to sharing uh, with all the the student in town. Well, so, why do you think? Why do you think that's important? You know, it, it's when I listen to you, and and I think of myself. You know, I, I I come from a culture, but I'm not part of the culture anymore. You know, it's like it, it, it you leave it, and all of a sudden you you don't know any any more about it. Why Why do you think it's important that to have organizations like you have? You know, um, actually, our organization is not just Chinese, and we do help. You know, back. Twenty-some years ago, we have a huge population that adopted um, the baby from China. Oh. And all these parents, they don't know nothing about Chinese. They reach out to us, bring their adopted children to us, want us to teach them the culture. And they learning, too, at the same time. Then they brought this to their children's school that's why we feel important to teach not only just the Chinese children, you know, whenever the student in Sonoma County, uh, it had all the right uh, to learn a different uh, culture. Because myself, uh, with my family, I- I'm Chinese, but I do live in Japan. So the time I live in Japan, I learned the Japanese culture. I learned their language. That we immigrate to United States, so I had to learn English. Then I had to learn the here's culture too. You know, I feel anywhere you go, you gotta understand a little bit of culture and respect. Um, you know, like a Santa Rosa Symphony, they take the kids to China for travel, so they asking us to have a big talk. I remember was at the JSC, the one big alternative. You know, all these kids' parents first time go to China, they ask all the questions, what they expect, you know, going to China. So that's what we're doing this, you know, for all the different things. Then our city council was visiting my own town, the, the town we went to Korea for our sister city. So um, all these. I feel so important to sharing. I'm proud to share my culture, and the people want to learn something. So, well, I, I yes. think I think uh-huh. I think what's going on in the you know when we talk about culture. I mean, I think what's going on in the world today. I mean, we just had this this horrible thing that happened here in in California just a few yes. days ago. Uh-huh. 
you know, and how, you know, and I think, I think those things happen out of not knowing or, or people not being part of something, you know, how important it is. And I know for ourselves, you know, for myself, I know that, you know, my brother and sister-in-law, they adopted a child, a child from China. And it was, it's, it's almost a culture shock even to a family. That's right. You know, because all of a sudden, you know, you have, you, you have stepped into another, another level of of bringing people together. So I I didn't know that about. I mean, I really want to commend you that you did something like that because I know, you know, having, helping the young children that come in to understand their culture because otherwise they become a stranger in a strange land. It's true. Also, we have a lot of immigrant uh, family coming here. The children don't know the English, so we had to go to school help them to settle you know school really appreciate what we're doing at least ask them to the daily things they understand what's going on at the school what they should do you know because some parents they're busy they run the you know all had to work they don't have time to do all this extra work so the school always reach out to us so we always just jump in anything we can help we always do it. Well, I want to personally thank you on air because I think that is just absolutely wonderful. Well, let's let's start talking about this great year. It's the Chinese New Year. You yes, know I mean? the year of the rabbit. You know, um, I, and I think of the rabbit. You know, it was really funny. I was I was thinking of, of rabbits in a halt, and I was saying, "Oh, there's, uh-huh. there's there's good rabbits, there's bad rabbits, there's white rabbits, there's blue rabbits." You know, I know, and I just was thinking. You know, I think if this year the rabbit they put the court say it's hope. We have a lot of hope for this coming year, the year the rabbit. And the people was born the rabbit. They have all the different um, years, so had a different personality. But most the majority, the year the rabbit person, um, they are quiet, but they are really talented for the design and uh, very uh, generous with around the people, and they never show off um, or bragging, you know, how much they can do it. They always keep really um, humble. You know, that's the year the rabbit people. and uh, Kind of behind the scenes. That's right, kind of behind the scenes. So, uh, because I have a, my father was year born the rabbit, so I know, I know that my my father always is so humble and now i have a son-in-law he's born from the year the rabbit what what, what is your year my year is ox oh you're and, an, yeah, yeah, a, i am water buffalo it's a hard working they have a fire ox too so the year i was born it's a, a water buffalo so i'm hard worker never complaining always in the field to working <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, you know me, I'm a dragon. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, next year. You, you, next year, the drag, year the dragon. Oh, next year. Oh, yes. good. <laughs> it's going to be gold. I mean, it's wonderful. The the, the dragon just, uh, it's unbelievable. Everybody, I think we have a, I think our daughter, second daughter was born in year the dragon. That I have a, our oldest grandson was born the year the dragon. 
Well, my daughter's a dragon and my grandson's a dragon. Wow. So, I mean, we have all, we have all kinds. Well, you know, talk, talk about, you know, talk about a little bit. Give us an idea of, Uh of how, how people are celebrating. Like I know, for example, I I have, Uh I have a little thing in front of me. I know you, you recently had a wonderful, wonderful, uh, program that you Uh did. Uh, I think it was at the Finley Center. I would share that with everybody, the people in Sonoma County. This is the first year the City Santa Rosa Art Public Department reached to us. Um, I think it was last year. They say, Nancy, you organization wanted, uh, you know, decorate Chinese New Year in this, you know, we have a case. We'd like to have you guys to decorate. So first I thought, oh, no big deal, you know, just the glass, right, case. So uh, we have a meeting. I went in. I look. Oh, my goodness, it's all the lobby, that huge, the glass case. We had a decorate Chinese New Year. Uh, we did it. I brought a, about a dozen members, hollow all the equipment, and we had to go to Photoshop, get a lot of picture, um, you know, mountain. And if everybody had a chance, you should go visit the Sydney uh, Center um, the lobby, and uh, they're still there until February, I think February 1st or 2nd, then you can really learn a lot of culture. We have a lot of exp- expectation to everybody what we celebrate Chinese the food and the tradition, uh, respect the ancestor, and the celebration with the lion and dragon. Everything is in that glass. The, you know, we, we did our best. And oh, we bravo. had a... Yeah, we had a last Thursday, the 19th. Um, oh, my gosh. I was so glad to see the people there because we provided some really cultural program. Uh, they packed that orientation at, um, at the family center. And last Saturday, and the week before, January 14th, we're at the Sebastopol Library. That was a packed, too. And I would like to make some announcement. Actually, this coming Saturday, we had a huge event at the Sonoma County Children's Museum, the hosted by Sonoma County Museum and the Children's Museum, and of course, our association. It's from 10 to 2 o'clock. It's a whole day program and has a lot of art, hands-on program, too. Let me give the address here. It's at 1835 West Steel Lane in Santa Rosa, and that's going to be that's going to be this that's going to be on the 28th. 28th, the right, Saturday, from, from, yes. From, from 10 uh-huh. to 2. And that's yes. uh, and then I notice you have another thing. You have the dragon dance on, uh, there's one on February 4th. No, we have all all the ch- culture program, the dragon lion, the, and also the culture dance February 4th. It's the Northwest, the Santa Rosa Library. That's right in Cottingtown oh, right. Shopping Center. Then we got a, and that started at 2 o'clock. Then we started to have a February 11th at the Penaluma Regional Library. It's also 2 o'clock. And to remind people, all this mm-hmm. information will be on www.womenspaces.com. Yes, yes. Well, my, well, we, thank you. And that's really, I hope everybody can... But only one thing, the Children's Museum, you need to purchase the ticket because they are, you know, around for the ticket. But all the library is free, uh, open for public. Oh, wonderful. And uh, um, please join us because for these past 
two um, performer we have, it's the resident just is there speechless, appreciate what we're doing for the community. And um, that's what occurred to the school teacher, the student coming over, because we don't have the time to go to each school every day, uh, because our children and also the dance group, the cross course, everybody, they do have a job during the daytime. We, you know, and uh, so this is the weekend we can, whenever we put everything together, to hope can put our best. The celebration for the Chinese New Year to host it. Well, we've just come to the end of our segment, and I just yes. like I'd like you to give us your website where how they can get a hold of you, how they can go to. Okay, how the they website can be... is at www.recacenter.org. That's our website. We welcome everybody join our member because this is a five hundred one c three, and you have have a um, application download. And all the member, it's tax uh, deductible. So welcome, everybody can join our association. Doesn't matter you're Chinese or non-Chinese. I can tell you, we have a half the member. It's non-Chinese. They love to support our organization. Well, that's how we get to know each other. That's I mean, right. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Nancy Wang, thank you so much for being such a wonderful, wonderful guest. And happy, happy New happy. Year to you. And thank I look forward you. to seeing you at one of these events. And Yes, please do so. Thank and, you. Happy New Year, everybody. And we need more women like you. You take care. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Nancy. Well, thank you, Nancy Wang, You're co-founder of her, with her husband, Joseph, and president uh-huh. of the Redwood Chapter of the Chinese uh, Americans here in Sonoma County, uh, Red Chinese American Association here in Sonoma County, and to Shani Rosen, who is a local musician, who is part of the organizing committee for the first annual Honey Rose Music Festival. A reminder, Tell Your Friends Women's Spaces will be aired again at 1 p.m., 11 p.m. this evening. I'm so excited I get to listen to my own show. Also, I'm available for speaking engagements. If you have any announcements, like an anniversary, a birthday, or any of that stuff that you would like to let me know, please, please feel free to uh, to let me know, you can just email me at Elaine, E-L-A-I-N-E, middle initial B-H-O-L-T-Z at gmail.com. That's Elaine B. Holtz at gmail.com. And remember, everything that you want, that we've just talked about, all the festivals, all the information is on www.womenspaces.com. And a reminder, once again. Our children are the future, and we must never lose sight of that. I mean, I was so touched when I heard Nancy Wang telling us that here they they provide something for the young children who've been adopted that come over, that they care, and that's how we have to treat our children. We have to care. They are the future. This is Elaine B. Holtz, and you've been listening to Women's Spaces, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and for supporting. And a special shout-out, I'm just going to give a little shout-out to my friend Daniel Hemingway. You know, Daniel, if you're listening, thank you so much for calling and letting us know every time there's a problem with the station. We truly appreciate it. Once again, I'm going to say it. Our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. She can
previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 23rd, 2023.